Does anybody really know what time it is? It's the Great Reset on Grand Fork's Best Source. Yeah, we could ask Chicago. Anybody really know what time it is? Anyway, Great Reset with David Waterman. The Midwest Public Health Coalition is on the air, and it is brought to you today by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, if you have any questions or comments, by the way, feel free to call or text. Our number is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. And again, uh, we are not on Facebook or YouTube today. Uh, if you want to find out more and listen live, go to GFBS or GFBestSource.com, GFBestSource.com. Click listen now. Uh, it is live that way. And if you want to chat, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And we're now on Rumble, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. So there you go. Uh, before we get too much further, time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Let's see how these go over today. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. You know, I have a lot of respect for trans women. I have a lot of respect for trans women. I mean, that surgery takes balls. <laughs> Got one. How about this one? A couple of years ago, I was in Vancouver. Uh, beautiful up there, by the way. And we saw a road called the Trans-Canada Expressway. <laughs> and I thought, was that assigned USA at birth? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of good ones there. Yes, All yes, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, doing like I normally do. Uh, David and I are going to talk a little bit about this together. But um, first off, North Dakota's House and Senate have adjourned capping a session in which uh, state lawmakers aggressively passed bills to respect uh, restrict transgender rights, abortion access, and library content. Uh, kind of give us a little bit of a glimpse of how Republican-controlled states have responded to these national hot-button issues, and they are uh, the trans rights, new laws prohibit transgender girls and women from joining female sports uh, in K-12 through and college, which should be that way. Uh, they also criminalize health care providers who give gender-affirming care to minors, and they limit transgender children and adults in accessing the bathrooms, locker rooms, and shower rooms of their choice in state-run colleges and correctional facilities. Um, you know, Burgum has not yet acted on a bill which also passes both chambers with veto-proof uh, majorities that would allow teachers and government employees to ignore the pronouns or transgender colleagues and students use. Uh, the bill so also would require teachers to tell students' parents or legal guardian if the student identifies as a transgender. Now, on the Minnesota side, it's a little different. <laughs> Minnesota now gave state power to take away kids if parents don't approve gender surgery. You think there's a little bit of a difference, uh, David, between North Dakota and Minnesota there? I mean, it's well, almost damn right embarrassing for me to say I'm a resident of Minnesota right yeah. now. Hey, good morning, John. Um, <clears throat> we are truly living in a dystopian society. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. Uh, I want to answer your question, but first I want to just get back to the some of the terms that you used when you read that. You said trans... Use two terms, trans rights, right? Trans rights. Yep. As if, 
as if being able to decide whatever you think you are is now true and then and then forcing other people to recognize your mm-hmm. I mean that's mental illness sure. forcing other yeah. people yeah. to you know I'm so okay so if I said I'm a turtle you refer to me as Mr. Turtle uh-huh. from now on because mm-hmm. I'm a turtle that's and how you, you identify like turtle and you be, that's not a right that's not a right no it, it shouldn't be <laughs> that's that's mental illness it is and you can't and you don't nobody has a right to force other people to engage in their form of mental illness nope I agree <laughs> I agree um, mutilation of of healthy body parts is what happens in a transitional surgery am I correct mm-hmm. yeah you remove breasts you you perfectly Remove healthy more than breasts. That, yeah depending on testicles mm-hmm Perfectly healthy mm-hmm. in children. Yep, yep. That's mutilation. Mm-hmm. But what do they call it? Gender affirming care. Right. Do you see the? I have a major problem with this because, uh, as I've said for years, he who defines the terms wins the argument. Yeah. And if we use these terms, trans rights and gender affirming care, then the opposition is going to win the argument mm-hmm. because we're using their terms, which means we're playing on their ball field. Right. 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 Yeah. And we've got to stop doing that. We've mm-hmm. got to call it what it is, mutilating boys and girls and um, and going along with the delusion that they are something that they're not. Right. Um, I want to also uh, talk a little bit about Burgum signed a bill into law that expands public assistance for pregnant women. Days after he signed a law that bans abortion at all stages of pregnancy, with narrow exceptions. Now, both measures passed the legislature with veto-proof majorities. Now, abortion is still legal in pregnancies caused by rape or incest, but only in the first six weeks of gestation. After that, there is no exception for rape or incest. Abortion is also allowed later in pregnancy in specific medical emergencies. And uh, finally, the, this one's a little, uh, it's kind of a little iffier for me. Uh, the library content, uh, Bergam vetoed a bill that would require librarians under threat of criminal penalty to screen sexually explicit materials from children, but signed another bill barring explicit materials from the children's sections of local and school libraries. I get that. Uh, they also voted, uh, Senate lawmakers voted to override Bergam's veto, but House lawmakers voted to let his veto stand. What, what gets me is... <clears throat> Who's going to want to be a librarian? Because there could be a book slipped in there somewhere and somebody comes up to you and go, oh, by the way, uh, this has got explicit materials in it. And you could lose your job over that. I mean, at least give them a year or two how many books are in a library. I mean, how are you going to know if there's a, a sentence or a paragraph or anything like that in a certain book? Is it really necessary to fire the librarian? The, you know, the, the we're... The, the problem that we're having right now is because we've been sliding down the slippery slope for mm-hmm. many years. And uh, the, the more we do that, the more difficult it becomes to make definitions and set standards for these kinds of issues. I had mm-hmm. a long discussion uh, with a lady yesterday about, uh, well, uh, about a lot of things, but specifically about truth. But she asked the question, how you know, who determines if something is obscene or how who determines if something is sexually explicit right well i think as a society we we do that and we don't ask people who for example 
Uh, I would not ask someone who's in prison for sexual assault or child molestation to give me a defini- their definition of sexually explicit. I mean, would you? Would you go to somebody who's in prison for, for sexual assault and say, what's your definition of sexually explicit? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wouldn't no. go to those people. No. I would go to people that have a much better understanding of how graphic imagery affects and impacts the mind. So, mm-hmm. for example, uh, my dear friend, Dr. Jean Gullix, has a PhD in child development. Okay, She, she has studied and is an expert on how the brain works, especially children's brain, and how their minds develop. Sure. Yep. So she would be a, a, a really good one to say, what, what would you consider to be sexually ex- explicit, especially in regard to a minor? It used to be that when you went to the magazine rack and you wanted to buy, it doesn't matter whether Playboy, Penthouse, any of those magazines that contained explicit pictures, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. naked pictures of naked women, yep. and, um, and they were certainly designed to titillate. Yeah. Right? Nobody, quite, nobody said, well, I don't, that's not explicit to me. Well, then they put a sleeve over those magazines, They too. always put a sleeve over yep. those magazines. Why do they do that? So you can't see it from walking around, and kids can't so see it. So the kids can't sure. see it. It was to protect the children. It was completely understood that even a picture of a woman exposing her breasts was not appropriate for children. Not appropriate mm-hmm. for children. Our, our society understood that. Who was out there saying, you got to take those wrappers off of those magazines because I want to be able to see what I'm buying before I buy it. Nobody said that. Okay, now, uh, here's I want to throw this your way. I was talking to the lady that uh, owns a business here in, in, in the mall, and um, she supposedly had gotten talked to a few times uh, because she sells antiques, and there were a couple of, say, vintage like Playboy magazines mm-hmm. uh, on the shelf. And, of course, she was talked to because certain people saw this pornography on her shelves. It's been a long time since I've seen a Playboy magazine, uh, but I don't ever once recall ever seeing nudity on the front cover of a Playboy magazine. Ever. Hmm. I, they're not going to do that. They, no, they always have them in like the bunny bathing well, suits. Yeah, they, they want you to use your imagination for one thing uh, when, when they're doing that. But yeah, um, yeah, I think you're you right. Know, and, yeah. and I get it. It's a sleeve. But we're also talking about these are collector's items. You know, um, oh. uh, I have the 20-year anniversary, and, and I still do somewhere that was given to me uh, by an old radio colleague that's probably worth a bunch of money because it was no, from play, way back. No, but. you're right. Playboy, they... The front cover they didn't. It was the penthouse and those other yeah, ones. Those right, were the, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I um, we have a we we did a, uh, a, a addition to our house a few years ago, but there was this in the attic. There was a space where I mean, we could access the attic through a little door, mm-hmm. and then there was a section of drawers that um, the attic. You hit those drawers, and then. You couldn't go any farther. But if you were small enough, you could crawl back behind there mm-hmm. and then get back into a bigger section of the attic sure. that I never, ever saw. But one of my boys uh, crawled back there one time, and he found, he found a, a, I think a, a, there was a blanket back there. He got all excited because he found this treasure. You know, there's this blanket, and there was this um, paper, this picture on, that was hanging on the wall, and he pulled that off, and he brought that out, 
And um, <laughs> it was a centerfold. It was a Playboy centerfold. Oh. From, I don't remember, 1957 or wow. something like that. I mean, it was very old. My wife made me throw it away. I wanted to keep it uh, because I thought I could sell this online. She said, no, throw that away. I would have been throwing away that blanket for sure. <laughs> oh, well, that, that didn't last long, I'll tell you. Uh, but here's, here's what it was. It was a woman who was sitting. She was kind of um, kneeling on the floor, mm-hmm. turned away from the camera, turned back just a little bit like this toward the camera. And she's wearing a, like a, I don't know, like a swim, like a single mm-hmm. piece swimsuit or something. That was it. Kind of like a pinup girl yeah. type. Yep. No, there was no nudity no. at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, this was. I mean, that was the centerfold. That is called back, art back you know? then. Yeah. And but because it was Playboy, my wife said, "No, sure, throw that away." Uh, but I probably could have sold it for a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, I want to keep rolling along here. Uh, Joe Biden's approval rating is at 43 percent for the last month. Now, how? Uh, yeah, 43 um, <laughs> percent. Well, they, a, a lot of people. They're they've comp- got to pull more than just Joe Biden's extended family mm-hmm, to get yeah. these numbers. You know, right. They've got to stop right, yeah. doing that. <laughs> Ask yeah. the regular people out. The, or, you know, or maybe just you know pull the other states other than California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. and, and half of Minnesota. Um, but a lot of um, what people like you and I and Paul are mad about is borders and things like that. In fact, here's a great example. Uh, there's a Mexican migrant right now wanted for murder of five Hondurans down in the border area. Uh, this guy has been departed or deported from the United States three different times that he has snuck into the border and been deported out, and now they're looking for him because he murdered five people. Uh, Another quick thing in the news, Bud Light sales has dropped by 17% since the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. Okay, you might think 17% isn't that much. It is a lot. Um, You know, and, and what's really funny is Bud Light, and they got this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. Well, then Fox News comes around and says, hold my beer, watch this. And then they fire Tucker Carlson. Their stock has been plummeting (laughs) ever since. And uh, one more thing. You know, they they fired Don Lemon on the same day. Yeah. So it shows you how the big tech, the big media tech companies, they they control both sides. Sure, sure. And it never used to be that way with Fox. But you know what I think is very funny about the Don Lemon firing is that I, I, I'm suspecting that CNN is maybe one. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. This is pure speculation on my part, but I'm suspecting that they've maybe wanted to do that for a while, but they couldn't figure out how to do it without it being a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't want him to make a big deal about it. They didn't want to be accused of racism or whatever. Uh, I think Don, I, I, it's my personal opinion that Don Lemon is a racist, uh, just based on things I've heard him say. Um, and I think that they probably had the heads up that Tucker was going. Um, and so, or maybe when they just heard that he was going, they said, that's it. Let's get rid of Lemon. Yeah, because, make it a two for one. No, because, because nobody, because the firing of Tucker Carlson was such a big news item. Everyone's going to be talking about that. And that would overshadow right, the firing right. of Don Lemon, which is what they wanted. Sure. They didn't want to draw attention to themselves for firing but Lemon. They didn't, they didn't get word of it. So there's Fox News and then there's CNN. And then there's uh, this company that controls both of them, and that company said, you're going to fire both these guys on the same day. Is that true? How could it not be? 
Well, I mean, but is that speculation or do you know that for a fact? No, that's speculation. Okay. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I know that Murdoch, the, so who's the group that owns Fox? I, because it's, I, I thought it was, I thought it was still the Murdoch family. It's not the same group that used to own it uh, back when they were a conservative. I thought newscast because they have definitely changed. Uh, it used to be Fox News was the only uh, mainstream news media that I would watch, but um, not anymore. Now it's Newsmax. Um, I don't, I don't follow any of them anymore you know newsmax is good but i think what's even better is um is uh epic TV. oh sure, sure epic tv epic times epic tv and and newsmax are both kind of um i'll have to see if we, i'm guessing we can get that um while you're looking this up i'm just going to mention a couple other things too um only two more things to talk about grand forks by the way got their money back from the Funk project two million five hundred twenty eight thousand one hundred thirty four dollars and 29 cents they got that back uh one more thing marie stewart you still have not picked up your movie tickets i thought you were going to come in last week marie uh we got them we're looking forward to you coming in in fact if you would come in on a tuesday during the great reset uh maybe we'd even have a little room for you to sit down and talk with us for a while okay dale's gonna pull up a picture really quick for us okay uh this is this is the uh the mainstream media who they're controlled by oh perfect that's what we need. All right, it's going to take about 30 seconds here. Oh, no, you can okay. just do the, hit the display. Okay, yep. All right, here we go. Yeah, see, there it is. There's, wow, can you zoom in on that at all? No, I think so. One sec. Beautiful. Look at that. Oh, Council on Foreign Relations. They, okay. That's the Trilateral Commission. Yeah, Bilderbergers, CFR. Uh, oh, okay. Well, those are the. Those are the people that that are members of CFR and the, attend the Bilderberg meetings mm-hmm. and uh, the Trilateral Commission. But so yeah, CFR is huge, and they do have people embedded in all of those different organizations. But it doesn't really show who the uh, the writing's so small. I can't see where Grand Fork's thing. best source is in there. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> it's not on that list. Right, right. Because you're not <laughs> controlled by any of those groups, are you? Or wait. You were at the last Bilderberg meeting, weren't you, John? Uh, no, that wasn't me. That must have been the, one of the other John Roberts that are Okay. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. It wasn't you. So, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, does anybody really know what time it is? Uh, I love the title. Um, for me, it's to the point now where I, I – I, there's more wrong with us in the world in our country right now than there is right. And I, I kind of pushed the show and promoted the show as that today. Um, and if yeah. you've never watched this show, watch it because even some of the people that are on the fence out there talking about the things that people used to think we were nut jobs for talking about, and now yeah. they agree with us. Yeah. When you're if you're one of those people on the fence, you know maybe you've been a Democrat for a long time, and you're thinking, you know, <laughs> if you watch this show, maybe we will help change your mind. And uh, I better quit there because I could get in some trouble. Well, you know, but- here's the thing: I'm not interested in. <clears throat> At this point, I'm not interested in converting Democrats to Republicans. Right. There are plenty of Republicans that are really messed up. Sure right? there are. And uh, what I'm interested in is fighting for truth. What matters yeah. is truth. Yeah. And we're not so, getting it. So We're not getting it. So you can have, and there are, there are Democrats who don't know or believe the truth or Republicans who don't believe or know the truth. Some people mouth what they hear other people saying. So mm-hmm. I've met Republicans who... I, I, they have the right position, but they don't know why. You know, they just say they they repeat what they've heard, but they don't understand 
the principles or the concepts behind what they're saying. Mm-hmm. That's just their position. And I think that that happens a lot on the on the Democrat side too. Here's the problem that today truth has become so difficult to um, to find. It's becoming increasingly difficult to get to the truth. This conversation that I had yesterday with this lady was basically centered around the fact, and she was an intellectual uh, woman. I mean, she was an intelligent woman, but she was deceived into believing there is no that you can't know truth. You know, she said when I said I believe in absolute truth, she said, "Whose truth? My truth or your truth?" Mm-hmm. Well, there, I, I said it doesn't. There, truth is not owned by anyone. Sure, it's either true or it's not true. Mm-hmm. Right, right. If it's true, then, and I said the truth exists apart from us. We can't define what's true. We can only recognize what's true. Right, right. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah. So, she really had a hard time even comprehending that. Well, what do you? How do you know what's true? I said, here's how I want to know it's true because God tells me what's true. Mm-hmm. So I trust what God says in his word to know what's true. She said, well, I'm a Christian and I, you know, so, but you hear from God, you hear him say one thing and you think that means this. And then I interpret it as meaning something else. I said, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. You read the Bible. Yeah. Are there things that are hard to understand? There are. Are there things that can be confusing to people? There are. But that's like 5%. The 95% that's there is very easy to understand. Right. There's no question. So when someone, when God says, do not murder... That means don't murder. And she said, oh, so what about wars? People murder in war. I said, that's not murder. That's killing. There's a difference between murder and killing. Right, right, right. That's one reason we have two different words for it, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, what if it's like self-defense or kill or be killed, you know? Yeah, so, and I I think it's important to understand that I I don't want to go into that. No. What's the difference between murder and killing? Killing can be justified. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Murder, to me, it just sounds like you just did it. Didn't have to. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, you either murder me or I murder you. It's that's a whole lot different thing than you know killing. I would th- I would say murder is personal. Where killing you know, killing well, isn't. I know, but there's a lot of times somebody's murdered. They might not. I, I, I watch a lot of documentaries on serial killers and things like that. This one I watched yesterday, this guy, he would walk into open garages, find the nearest hammer, hatchet, sledgehammer, whatever he could, and he would just walk into these people's houses and just start pounding on people, whether they were little children, what? adults, whatever. That's murder. That's, that's demon possession. Yeah, and, and another murder thing is, is a lot of it, it, you know, then you got to throw in the premeditated or not, and... and I don't know. It's, so we use so a lot of people say, "What about war? That's murder." No, it's not no. murder. So I think that this is the this is the this is the easiest way for me to understand the difference. <clears throat> when you're at war with someone, you're shooting across the hill at them. They're shooting across the hill at you. Right? We're shooting at each other. What's the goal in 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 a war? It's to kill your enemy. Sure, that's it. Okay, that that is not defined in scripture as murder. When you're shooting at each other because people die on both sides. But guess what? If, if I'm against you and your team falls asleep, it's nighttime, you decide to take that. We stop shooting. Your team falls asleep. We sneak over the hill. 
we grab all you guys. We capture you. What are you now? You're you're no longer the enemy. You're now a prisoner of war. Prisoner now. of war. You're sure. a POW, mm-hmm. right? If I'm shooting at you, John, during the battle, and I shoot you with my rifle mm-hmm. and kill you, that's killing. Yeah, that's part of war. Mm-hmm. But if we go over to your side and we grab you and the rest of your guys, and now you're our prisoners. And then I shoot you. That's murder. Yeah, and and you know you get casualties of war, but but um, I, I want to hang on that for a minute. Okay, okay. Do you do you see the difference? Sure, I do. One yeah. minute, if I shoot you with my rifle, it's killing, but it's not murder. Why? You're shooting at me too, right? We're we're trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. But once I have control over you, I disarm you. Now I'm in control. Now you. I have no, you, you pose no threat to me. Mm-hmm. You are not threatening me. You may be yelling at me, <laughs> but you're not any threat to me. You don't have the capacity to do injury to me. And then I take your life. Yeah. That's murder. Sure. Sure. And it's, it's very important. I think for people to understand the difference, you need to have, mo- you need to have intent. You need to have uh, the, the avail, the ability uh, the I have to be av- you know I have to be available to you, and you have to have the uh, um, the power to do it the means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This would be the a means. good good time to plug um, brothers thing that they got going on this Friday. Do you have that? I, I can pull it up here. They're they're having a um, what was it called? The it's not self defense. It's uh, lunch and learn legal use of force mm. training. So that's when you can find out when it's okay to kill somebody or murder somebody and or you know, defend yourself you know it's it's uh, we don't want to think about it in terms of when it's okay we want to think about it in terms of when it's necessary yep. so he made a really good analogy um on the interview yesterday he said so the difference between um you know he used uh, the example of if like if somebody was going to break into your car and you go out there and confront them yeah you know then you're you're kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you're going to get into that that confrontation, yeah. Where you know maybe you should just call the authorities, stay safe in your home. Yeah. Now he used the analogy of saying, "Now what if you were like in front of a shark tank and you jo- uh, dropped like a really expensive watch? Would you jump in the shark tank to go get that watch? Unlikely. What if we, one of your kids fell in that shark tank? Yeah, then you'd go after it." Right. Exactly. So right. he put that comparison of, you know, yeah, if you see great... somebody somebody out there messing with your car, that's not a away. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. And he, that's a great analogy. Um, so when, when basically in the courts from, based on everything that I've read, um, oh, nice. Yeah, if people scan that code, it gives you a link to register for the for it going on this Friday. Very nice. So... If you are at, if there's an imminent threat and you are at risk of losing life or suffering serious injury, the reasonable person would say, yeah, you can defend yourself. And if you have to take the life of the person who's attacking you, then that's reasonable, right? Yeah. If somebody's, yeah, looking to steal your car, your watch, your big screen, you know, 105 inch TV. That's not reasonable to take someone's life because you're not at risk personally. In a war where you're shooting against me, I'm shooting at you, 
I mean, I'm trying to defend myself and, yeah. and you're trying to defend yourself, right? But once I take you prisoner, you're no longer a threat to me. So then that's murder if I, sure. if I take your life. So and, anyway, that- you know, in, in casualties of war, we still have them. Uh, you know, maybe a, a bomb didn't hit its mark and it hit an apartment complex and there were, there were innocent civilians that were killed. Doesn't happen as much now as it used to, but uh, you go back to Vietnam. I mean, uh, there are instances where whole villages were wiped out. Uh, that's murder, in, in my opinion. Uh, I, I mean, I can't put myself in somebody's shoes being shot at. Um, I do know from talking to people uh, where villages were surrounded and they would send children out with grenades strapped to it. Right, yep, yep. And it's like, they can still be dead and still run. I mean, momentum, you know? So it's it's the person's job to not only try to shoot these kids before they get the the grenades to me, to our line, but stop them from moving. I mean, and, and this is kind of gory, whatever, but deer hunting. You can get a deer running a full bore at 35 miles an hour and shoot him, and he's dead. He's still going to make it 20, 30 yards. It's amazing how far they can still go momentum before they drop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we see it with humans. They're dead, but they're still flipping and flopping around. You, you, uh, I'm not, it's gross. I, yeah, I've, I, I know that chickens can do that. I've never heard of people moving once they're oh, yeah. legally yeah, they do. dead. Yeah, they do. Is that is that true? It can nerves. I've never things. heard of that. Yeah, it, it can happen. I don't know if I believe that. But, but when you take, okay, say if you're running full bore, you have a massive heart attack. You're probably still going to make it five six steps before you hit the ground. Well, but I mean, a heart attack doesn't bring instant okay, death. Okay, say an right? aneurysm or something, or get yeah. shot in the head. You're still a lot of times going to make it a few steps anyway. Oh, uh, I think we got Father McKinnon calling in here. Or one to the right, John. There you go. Hello. Hold on, I'm I'm connecting it. Oh, sit tight. Talking about um, murder and killing, and I don't want to be on the on the phone on your um on your podcast. Oh, okay, then I'm, I'm yeah, hold on, hanging up. Then you're on the phone. Okay, hold on. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll... Well, okay, let it be. Let it be. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, what's up? Is that killing is defensive, and murder is offensive. It's that simple. Right, right. That's kind of what we're talking about. Is that it? I might have missed the last few, um, uh, whatever you're Yeah, to yeah, I mean. I uh, got it turned off for a minute. Killing, especially in. <coughs> okay, okay, thank, thank you. That, thank, thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. Well, no, it makes didn't, a good point. That you didn't mean, sound murder, like murder Father Stephen McKenna to me. No, I, <laughs> no I, I thought it said, I thought it said S. McKenna, so I thought it was. Stephen uh, McKenna. Oh, I know, right, who that, I know right. who that was, and thank you yes. very much for calling. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, killing is, or murder is ofe- uh, offensive, and it is. killing could be. That's defensive. a great way to put it. I mean, really. Sure. And we're sitting here trying to pick it apart. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in war, and see, that's the thing. People always bring up war when you say, so the so I was trying to get to the point that the Bible says, thou shalt not murder. It's mm-hmm. often translated, thou shalt not kill, but that's not really what it says. If you look at the actual Hebrew for the commandment, thou shalt not kill, it doesn't say kill. It says thou shalt not murder. Right. Because there is a difference sure. between killing yep. and murder. Yep. When the the one instance where um, where having yep. someone in your possession, having control over someone and taking their life is not murder, is when that person is guilty of a capital offense and the state 
executes them. Yeah. Right? They have right. control over them. They, they take their lives, but it's not considered murder. It's still, that's still killing because this person uh, committed a capital crime. Mm-hmm. They deserve, maybe they killed a bunch of children or, or even one. Um, and so then the, the whole argument between capital punishment and not capital punishment. But um, getting back to the, the point is, the point, John, is truth. What is true? How do we know what's true? You know it's true because God says this is. If, if God says it's true, then it's true. How do we understand? <clears throat> well, it's hard to understand. You know, you might see it one way. I said, okay, thou shalt not commit adultery. Is, is there anything ambiguous about that? Hmm. Is there anything that's you know? Don't sleep with your neighbor's wife. Well, the way I see it, no, there it's yeah, cut and dry. dry. Yep, sure. <laughs> There's a don't commit. Uh, don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't say they did something that they didn't do, right? That's pretty right. simple. Uh, don't worship any gods except me. That's the first commandment. That's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing confusing about that. So I maintain the position that God created all of us. He created us in his image, and he created us with minds that are capable of understanding truth. They're capable, we're capable of understanding his word, which is why I give it. He didn't give us his word and give us commands and, and, and rules to live by and then say, now I know that most people aren't going to know what this means. They're not going to be able to understand my, mm-hmm. my rules. No, that's not how it works. God's not a God of confusion, right? So he doesn't give us confusing. There are some things that are hard to understand and maybe they'll be, easier to understand down the road. But he tells us this is the truth. Jesus said this. He said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Sure. Right. If you don't know the truth, you'll be not set free. You'll be in bondage. You'll be in bondage to a lie. The Bible has a lot to say about truth, and it has a lot to say about lying. Mm -hmm. Lying is always bad. Telling the truth is always good. But first, we have to acknowledge that there is such a thing as truth and that we have the intellectual capacity to understand truth when we see it or hear it. I have a really good point to make, but I'm not going to do it before you read that ad. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, couple of the girls from Old for Heaven's Case were on the Reback show this morning. And uh, boy, I tell you what, not only do they have some incredible homemade baked goods, but they have a lot of fun making them, too. Uh, all for Heaven's Cakes, best cupcakes and cakes. doesn't matter if you've just uh, got a sweet tooth or if you've got a big special occasion coming up, uh, like maybe a wedding or something like that, or a graduation. Yeah, we are not that far away to order your graduation cakes. And they said the earlier you order, the better, all right? You can walk in, find out more while you're there. Enjoy some homemade lunch and soup, keto, gluten-free, uh, vegan, diabetic options. Uh, check out their monthly employee discounts. Get a 10% discount to treat your employees to a little something special. North backside of the Grand Cities Mall open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 4, Saturdays, 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE. 701-757-2253 or go to oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Hey, be a beautiful cupcake and a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes. North backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Does anybody really know what time it is? The Great Reset. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. And, of course, Paul, the producer in here. Paul, you were saying. Okay, so when you talk about, um, you know, the killing and murder, and at the beginning of the show you talked about uh, the 
redefining words or terms. Yes, to, yes. So here's one that you could think of. Um, are you murdering your baby? No, no, I'm just killing it. So you're killing your baby? No, 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 I'm not killing it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm aborting it. I'm terminating it. There's a million, yeah. So, you know, you can't get them to say that their uh, abortion is murder or abortion is killing. Abortion is, I'm just aborting it. And I think that that's a, a play on, on words that they, because, you know, if they use murder or kill, then that would sound really, really yeah, bad. Right. And the whole argument was redefined as not, to not focus on the baby who's being murdered, but on the woman's right to her own body. Mm-hmm. Just like... But what, 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 what else do you abort? Nothing. Well... No, because uh, there's the def- natural. I, I mean, no, the, there the, the, are the natural. The definition of abort, like you, you it can, means uh, to stop something. Yeah, that's and, what it, and means. it doesn't mean somebody does. You don't necessarily have to have something else. Doesn't have to abort something. Uh, I'm just going to use this for for an example. Uh, deer, white-tailed deer. Ninety-five uh, percent of them are probably impregnated with twins. If it is a tough winter, a lot of snow, hard to find food, like it was this past winter, they will abort one of their fetuses naturally. That's what they call it. It's aborted. And then the body and the other fetus can help live off of the nutrients and things from that other fetus in there. But they can naturally abort things on their own. It just happens. So it's not like somebody comes in with a knife and a needle nose or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's a thing called spontaneous abortion where the body shuts down the process of of developing the baby mm-hmm. and then the baby passes out. Yeah. Uh, it's already, it's already dead, but that's, that's not called a abort. I think, like, I think that's it's, called miscarriage. It's yeah. Miscarriage. Well, right. The, the, okay. Uh, yeah. So what's the difference? That's I, I'm not a doctor. What's the difference between a miscarriage and a spontaneous abortion? Yeah. I don't know because I'm trying to compare women with white tailed deer. So <laughs> probably the, not the best yeah, analogy, but, 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 but the no, point but, is but, that there's but, a difference. It's like this. You know what, John? One someday you're going to die, mm-hmm. and so will I, and so will Paul, and so will Dale. We mm-hmm. don't like to think about it. No, but someday it's going to happen. If I put a bullet in your head, and then say when people get upset with me about that, I could say he was going to die anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's a ridiculous argument. In fact, sure. it doesn't hold that that won't stand before any court no. in this country, and it won't stand no. and before God either. Right, so there's a big difference between making a conscious decision to turn, to end a life, and then saying, "Well, some well lives naturally end anyway." So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. The only one that really has the authority to take a life is God. Yeah, He can do that anytime He chooses, and He always does it for the right reason. But we don't have that authority. He has not given us that authority. Okay, I, I, I want to go way off topic then here for a second. Your thoughts on the death penalty? Well, I think that the, the death penalty was established by God mm-hmm. in Scripture. Eye for an eye, possibly? No, it's more that it's... And the death penalty is given for a number of different things, but it's certainly given in Scripture for uh, for murder. Mm-hmm. And and the and God gives the reason why the death penalty is given for murder. He says it's because if you murder someone, you murder another person. That's the only because we don't call it murder if it's yep. an animal. Yep. You murder another person. You took the life of someone who was created in God's image. Mm-hmm. 
And because you took the life of someone created in God's image, your life will be taken sure. as well. Okay. Because that's a direct crime, a sin against God himself. Mm-hmm. So here's the, here's this, this is the struggle. It's now um, 1145. Uh, we call this, the title of the show is, does anybody really know what time it is? And <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the main point of the <laughs> question. I was walking down the street. Anyway. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And that was actually, this, the name of that song is, does anybody know what time it is? Yep. But the lyrics of the song, does, he actually really? says, does anybody really know what mm-hmm. time it is? And then an even better question, does anybody really care? Yeah, exactly. And, and you could see the, I think... Um, we're a little behind the times, oh. or, or, or I don't know if you guys even know what the hell we're talking about here. But <laughs> no, no. But you made me think of something because um, I can't remember exactly. Um, so Joe Biden was defending the LGBTQ trans community, blah blah blah, and so he made the quote of "everybody is created in God's image," but he left out the rest of it. You, you know Male I'm, and female. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Joe he probably doesn't know any better. I wonder why would Joe leave out the most important yeah. part? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's like when he said, you know. Come on, man. All men are, are you know, are created equal and are in doubt. Well, and you know the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. thing, man. <laughs> he seems to be really good at leaving out the most important part. Yeah, the most of, important of part things. is right. So, yeah, when it comes to gender, and uh, anyway, that's a whole other. Here's the thing. I want to I read, uh, not briefly, in fact, this is going to have to be a two-part, two-part episode okay. of The Great Reset because we're not going to have time to go into it. We'll come back to it next week. And what we're doing here at The Great Reset, in case anybody wonders, is we're doing this, the same thing that they do on these news shows all over the country. They'll, they'll start the show with the announcement of some big thing that's going, that's going on, right? And then they won't get to that until the very end of the broadcast. <laughs> so you got to watch all the other junk in order to get to the thing that you really wanted to hear. That's I, what we're doing here. I think we should do it like Dragon Ball Z, and we should start off every show with 20 minutes of what we talked about last week. <laughs> And then at the end of the 20 minutes, we'll talk about what we're going to talk about next week. With a killer guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> With a killer guitar riff. So, um, so I, I had a question. Okay, so now uh, John has miraculously turned into Dale. I, I'm, not, I'm, being Dean. I'm just saying, Dean. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, don't you have a twin brother named Dean? This I, is like, Dean. Identical twin. Oh, sorry, Dean. Right. Thank you, Dean. So... Uh, Second Timothy chapter one verse one says Paul. The first word is mm-hmm. Paul, an apostle yeah. of Christ Jesus by the will of God according to the promise of life in Messiah Jesus. Why does it? Why does Second Timothy start? I'm just there's a little trivia, not a trivia question. Here's a question: Why does Second Timothy start out Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus? Why does it start like that? What does that mean? Why does it say? Why does it say Timothy? Since it is Second Timothy, how come it says I Paul? I don't even know what you're asking me right now. <laughs> okay, Timothy. Okay. So, so first and second, first and second Timothy were both letters that were written. Okay, in the early the early days of the Christian Church, they're both letters that were written. But it starts out 
Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. Why does it start out with the name Paul? Anybody know? You know, when we write, if I wrote a letter to you, mm-hmm. I'd write, Dear John, right? Oh, wow. Sure. That'd be a Dear John letter. That, yeah. uh, if I wrote. Call to, me JR. There so we go. So, Paul, if I wrote to you, I'd write, Dear Paul, right? That's how, that's how I would mm-hmm. begin the letter. That's the, that's the introduction. That's the salutation, Dear Paul. Yep. And then at the end, I would write, Sincerely, David Waterman. Mm-hmm. I put my name at the end, put your name at the beginning because sure. I'm addressing you. But in biblical times, they didn't do it that way. In biblical times, I think they did it a much smarter way. If I was writing to you in biblical times, I would write David, and then I'd write who I am, and then I'd write the rest of the letter. I'm sending the letter to you. You know it's to you, but by seeing my name right up at the front, you know who's writing the letter. You don't have to go to the end to see, oh, since oh, this is from David Waterman. Mm-hmm. You, you know right up front, and that's how they did it. And so... The reason that this starts out, this letter starts out Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, is because the letter was written by Paul, and it was written by Paul well, to sure. Timothy. Mm-hmm. Timothy was one of the, uh, the the men that Paul was mentoring and, 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 and teaching, so he writes this letter to them. Now, the question is, does anybody really know what time it is? And we will finish this next week or at least we'll continue it next week. But if you think about everything that's going on in America today, and, and to a lesser extent in other parts of the world, what do we see? What, what, what is going on? There's this, this transgenderism, this confusion, gender confusion. People don't, you know, children are being confused intentionally by adults. Yeah, they're you know, being forced into confusion. You leave children on their own. The boys will be boys and do boy things, and the girls will be girls and do girl things. I'm going to say 99% of the time you're right, yes. And I'm going to even leave out, the if, if, if Dr. Stanislavski were here, he could easily point out how the chemicals that are being, mm-hmm. you know, that are being added to our food, our clothing, our water... Uh, the hormones that are being also added to some of those things, either intentionally or or on purpose. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. yeah. Either intentionally or on purpose. <laughs> um, are influencing the way that children's brains are developing, the way that they're hormonally developing. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave that out of the equation for now and just talk about <clears throat> the fact that children are being fed lies about themselves and they're not being allowed to just develop as they normally naturally would. Mm -hmm. And um, there are differences between boys and girls, not just physically, but, but in their brains. Sure. And I've got a newsflash. Boys are not born into girls' bodies. No. Girls are not born in boys' bodies. Nope. That doesn't happen. Mm -mm. People can be confused they can be led to be confused about who they are. Mm-hmm. Like the man that I spoke with who, whose aunt was a seamstress, and when he'd go to visit his aunt and uncle, she would dress him up in a beautiful purple chiffon dress that she made just for him when he was you know, mm-hmm. six or seven years old, and she told him how pretty he was. That's confusion. Yeah. Kids can be confused. Easily. Easily confused. But Confusion, manipulation, call yeah. it what you want. Yep. Right, right. And so when he was sexually molested by his uncle because he looked like such a pretty little girl... In a chiffon dress, yeah, made him even more confused, and mm-hmm. that actually introduced trauma into his sure. life. I think it was traumatic enough for his 
aunt to dress him like a girl and treat him like a girl. Especially if he knew better. You know, maybe he was young enough, maybe he'd been treated around growing up that he didn't but know he didn't any better. Know better. And okay. the children who were being assaulted and and abused and manipulated today, they don't know better. Right, right. Worse, their parents don't know better. So their parents go along with it. And for those parents who do know better, who won't go along with it, if the kids are persuaded in school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or online that this is the new hip, cool thing to do, and they have no idea what they're even talking about. Right, right. And they say, well, I think that I want to transition. And the parents say, you're not going to transition. In Minnesota, the state can say, oh, yes, you will. Yeah, yeah. And they'll take... And otherwise, we're going to take you from your folks. Do you know how criminal that is? Yeah. To take children from their parents for the purpose of genital mutilation? For sure. That is... I don't know how the the hell something like that could even get by. That's the most hideous thing. Here's something that's... Maybe as bad, if not worse. We're sitting around here talking about this like it's, yeah, well, you know, that's just one of those things that happens. Every one of us should be so outraged that we're in going to the Minnesota Capitol and holding those people to account for what they've done. You know, uh, so I, I hadn't thought about this in a very, very long time, but um, when I was little, I got babysat by yeah. my neighbors and mm-hmm. they had three girls. Yeah. And those girls, they would dress me up like a girl. Mm. How old were you? Uh, probably five. Oh, four okay. Or five. I thought you were going to say fourteen. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but four or five. But even at that age, I knew that we were. It was just we Fun. Were, we were playing. We're playing. It, it was, yeah, exactly. It, it was just like you know. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like okay. I'm not actually like a girl. Like this, right. we're, they're just they're just having a, a fun time with me and. The minute that it was time to go back home or something, an adult would come over and say, you yes. know, yeah. playtime's I mean, over, it, it's time to go home. That could be exactly. fun because, you know, like you said, but it's going to end. It's but, done in a minute. But it would have been a lot different if one of the parents came over there and said, we have girls in this house, put on that dress. Yeah, exactly. Oh, much different. Right. Yeah. Or if one of the parents would have come over and say, you know what? Look at Paul. He is dressed like a girl. He's kind of acting like a girl. Maybe he, hey, Paul. Did you ever think that maybe you're a girl yeah. inside, even though you're a boy in the yeah, outside? Yeah, if, if an adult would have came over to me and started talking about think that, or about I would have been like, I mean, I would have been totally confused. confused. But when I'm just doing it with the little girls that are a little bit older than me, not mm-hmm. much, whatever, but I'm like, well, we're just playing. So, you let's, know? so let's just investigate this. Let's just think common sense. Why would that, I mean, I mean, really common sense. Let's just talk very surface level. Why would that have confused you if an adult had said that to you? And you're a, you're a child. And because adult I, says, I, I, I knew that I was a boy. And when I was doing this, it was just dress up playtime with these other little girls that are my age. Right. So let me ask you this. If the girls who were your age said that to you, would that have affected you the same way as if an adult said that to you? If one of the girls you're playing with said, hey, Paul, maybe you are a girl versus one of their parents saying, hey, Paul, maybe you are a girl. Would you have reacted the same way to both of those statements from both of those people? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because you don't take children seriously. Yes, yeah, you're supposed but, to take adults seriously. You take adults seriously. Yeah. All children, mm-hmm. all children, for, for all time, look to adults as the ones who know. Yep. Yeah. And they trust whatever the adults say to them. Mm-hmm. So if an adult says to a child... You know, maybe you're a girl. Maybe yeah. you're a boy. Maybe you should go see a doctor. You should. Yeah. 
that child is going to give that tremendous weight mm -hmm. and it will cause them to question who they really are. Absolutely. That is That's when why I, I tell my wife every time I come out in the living room in a dress, I'm like, it's playtime. <laughs> so when <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> when an adult does that to a child, that's abuse. Yes. Yes. You know, there is abuse isn't just physical. There's also mental and emotional well, sure. abuse. Yeah. And a mental and emotional abuse has been systematized and normalized in American culture today in the public school system. Mm -hmm. And we have to ask why that is. We have to ask who's behind that because it's not natural. It didn't just happen. It's not natural. Someone is behind that. There's an agenda. And, um, okay, wow. <laughs> it's so, amazing how we get sidetracked, isn't it? Uh, it's amazing. So the question is, the question is, does anybody really know what time it is? Um, you know, we wonder where we're going to go. The, the concept of the crystal ball has infatuated men for centuries. What's the idea behind the crystal ball? You can see the future. You can see the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody would like to know the future, right? Sure, I would. Uh, I heard someone, who, who was it that, that told this story um, about the guy who uh, was walking? Through, I think you heard this from a, 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 a pastor. Um, a guy's walking along the beach and he comes upon this lamp. Oh, yeah. And he rubs the lamp and a genie pops out and says, Oh, well, you're the third. You, the third person to pick up the lamp, and so the first two wishes are already done. You got one, there's one wish left. You got one wish. Make it good. And the man thinks for a minute, and he says, okay, I want you to give me, make me a copy of the, uh, of the Wall Street Journal a year from now. Front page of the Wall mm. Street Journal one year from now. Um, and, uh, so he says, okay. And so he, he gives them a copy. Great. Thank you. And so he's got the Wall Street Journal and he, it's actually, I think the whole paper. So he starts reading through it and it, and it turns out that there's an obituary section and he reads it and it turns out that, um, he finds his name there. He dies the same day as that copy of the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> so, <laughs> if so he got his wish, but it didn't do him a lot yeah. of good, right? He knew what was happening, but he didn't know the yeah. day he was going to die. If you had one wish, what would it be? If I had one wish. You know what? If I had one wish, if I could literally have any wish, I think that it would be that everyone in the world would seek the truth. Okay. For real. Okay. How about you, Paul? More wishes. Duh. Exactly. That's, that's going to say three more wishes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But as we all learned in the movie Aladdin yeah, with yeah, Robin yeah. Williams, it's stay on the asking for more wishes. You can't do that. Right? So, so does anybody really know what time it is? Yes, uh, somebody does. Uh, God knows what time it is, mm -hmm. and God knows what period we're in right now. And the question that has been asked since Jesus ascended back to heaven was... When is the end of the age? When is the end of the world? When does right. the world end? And, and people since that time have thought that they were living in the end times, right? The last days, the last years that the world is going to exist before it all comes tumbling down, before the Antichrist takes power 
and begins to rule mm-hmm. uh, before God comes back and destroys him. So that's been the question. And, and, and people from, yeah, for the last 2,000 years, have thought, yep, this is it, this is it, this sure. is it. Yeah. The question is, when is it? And is it now? Are we living in the end times right now? And how could we know if we are? What does the Bible say about the end times? Because Jesus said, watch. He said, these will be the signs that you'll see before the end comes. And he tells us. Yep. And people have, for, 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 for millennia, have tried to fit the events of their day into sure. those descriptions. And, and, and like I said at the beginning of the show, um, you know, what's wrong with this world or what's right in this world? Here's the thing, folks, uh, and this is something that we have tried to do in the Great Reset forever. Just because mainstream media tells you something doesn't mean it's true. All right. It doesn't mean it's true. Most Take a little initiative. It, it doesn't. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Take a little That's initiative. Right. Do a little bit of research on your own. And like I said, some of the things we talk about, it's going to make you think. You know what? I think you guys are right. If it's something that's bothering you, take five minutes out of your day every day. Do a little research, and and uh, maybe you'll get put on the right path. How's that? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to put yeah. it, but so um, so I want to just to kind of wet people's appetites. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. About what? Let me see if I can just do this quickly. This is not what I was planning to read. Huh. Here's one thing. Here's one thing <clears throat> that Jesus said um, about to to be able to to get an idea of when we're nearing the end. <clears throat> he says, "See to it that no one misleads you, because they ask." He's sitting on the Mount of Olives. This is in Matthew chapter twenty-four. If you want to check it out for yourself, he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately, saying. Tell us, when will these things be? And, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Okay? When it, they thought he was going to be coming back very quickly. They thought he was going to come back, set up his kingdom, uh, you know, destroy the Roman Empire, and set up his kingdom on earth. <clears throat> they actually were thinking that that was going to happen very quickly. So they're saying, tell us, what will be the sign of your coming the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, here's the first thing he says, see to it that no one misleads you. See to it that no one misleads you. That's what we've been talking about forever. Mm -hmm. Truth versus error. Truth versus lies. Uh, Reality and truth versus deception. Mm -hmm. See to it that no one misleads you because many will come in my name saying I am the Messiah and will mislead Many. So many are going to come, and they're going to mislead many right. into thinking that they are the Messiah. And you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not frightened, for those must take place, but that's not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Well, that's been going on for a while. Yeah. Right? World War One, World War II. Mm-hmm. And in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. Hmm. Oh, yeah, there's that big one in Turkey. Big earthquake in Turkey? Yeah. Still waiting, Which, still waiting for that huge one in California? 
Yeah, which <laughs> huge enough to and knock the one it in, off the continent. Yeah, and the, and the <laughs> one in Tur- the one in Tur- you know the, Turkey. Do you know that Turkey used to be a hotbed for Christianity? I uh, Turkey I was there a month before the earthquake, and beautiful place too. Beautiful. It, it is a beautiful place. Some of the, but, the most unbelievable mosques and things you'll ever see. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Turkey was was not Turkey in the early church, mm-hmm, right. and it was it was the place where Christianity spread. Almost faster than any place else yes. on the earth. Yep. Now it's illegal to be a Christian in Turkey. Yeah. So things change. Now listen to this. All these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. You know, what a woman goes through labor, mm-hmm. she begins to have birth pangs. pangs right. P-A-N-G-S, yes. P-A-N-G-S. Then they will deliver you to tribulation. When he says you, he's talking about Christians. Mm-hmm. He's talking about followers of Jesus. They will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. And you, Christians, will be hated by all on account of my name. You know, God put that in his word. Jesus said it. Matthew wrote it down so we can keep reading it. And I would say because I'm a, my, my real, my, by profession, I'm a marketer. That's what I do, marketing. Yep. Using film production primarily, film and radio production. And, and if God were to ask me, which of course he wouldn't, because <laughs> God knows everything, if he said to me, uh, what's the best way to market this message? I would say, well, first of all, don't, uh, what, you mean you want to get people to believe in you and to follow you and to become Christians? Don't tell them that they're going to have a hard life and that they're going to be persecuted and killed if they become your followers. Don't do that. That's not a good way. Most people aren't going to want to sign up for that. Yeah. yeah. Follow me, believe in me, you'll be persecuted and killed. Because of me. Mm-hmm. But God's not a marketer. God tells the truth. Sure. And so he says that. You'll be hated by all nations on account of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will deliver up one another and hate one another. He means Christians or mm-hmm. people that claim to be Christians, that are yep. people that are following the Christian they call themselves Christians. I spoke with someone just recently who said, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, I could tell by talking with her that she wasn't a Christian. She doesn't believe the word of God. She doesn't know who Jesus is, really, and she doesn't know what. So you can call yourself whatever you want. Right. And so there are people in churches all over America, and in fact, I would say all over the world, who call themselves Christians, but they're no more Christians than, uh, than Buddha was a Christian. And many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. How many? Lots. We're good. And because, think about today, think about today in America specifically. And because lawlessness is increased, lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end shall be saved. Okay, that's Jesus speaking directly. Everything that I said there, that was quoting him. Right. Next week, we're going to go in detail. We're going to look at very, very specific details of descriptions of the end times. What Jesus gave here is kind of an overview of what the end times are going to look like. But next week... We're going to look in detail at specific, very specific things that will happen 
that indicate that we are in the last days. I, I would ask you this, because Jesus doesn't say how lawlessness is going to be increased. He doesn't describe what that looks like. He just says, because lawlessness is increased, next week we'll look into what does it look like to see lawlessness increased. But I'm going to ask you, does it seem to you like people, if you just look at America, are people in America as a whole becoming more law-abiding or less law-abiding? Less, in my opinion. I, I think it's clear these peaceful protests where people, you know, smash windows and burn cars and beat people up, you know, those mm-hmm. peaceful yeah. protests. Yeah. Peaceful protests. What was it? What was the saying again? He who defines the terms wins the argument. Great. We have a call. Yep. Hello, you're on GFPS. Yes, and I'm back again. I wanted to introduce this. He's talking about end times. Well, go and read in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three. You know, Christ is not going to come back until two absolute things occur, along with other descriptions that He has given. These are the two absolutes that show He's coming. First of all, there'll be an apostasy, a falling away from the belief in God's word in Christ, and secondly, the Antichrist will appear. Those are the two criteria right before His coming back. That's all I'll say. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, boy, uh, thanks for coming for, for calling in. Uh, I thought I knew who that was the first time, but I, I do not. <laughs> right. So, so we're talking about lawlessness because Jesus said, because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. Mm-hmm. When you think about the, the peaceful protests, I've never thought of smashing windows, looting stores, no. burning cars, no. and beating people up. I've never thought of that as peaceful. Mm-mm. But when it's done by Antifa or BLM, sure. it's considered peaceful. Yeah. When patriots go to the Capitol and, um, and try to make their voices heard about something they think that happened that was wrong, those people are rounded up and put in jail. By the way, we know for a fact that some of the people that were doing that were police and FBI mm-hmm. agents who were dressed up like protesters. Yep. We know that for a yep. fact. And they were the ones actually that were urging, urging, sure. go, 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 so go. If you were going to protest, you wouldn't wear a stocking mask over your face and not, everything, no, would you? Not at all. No, uh, especially if it was a, why do they need to dress like that if it's a peaceful protest? Because it's not BML or BLM. Well, it's obvious because they don't want to be identified. Right. Because they're not engaging in peaceful anything. Exactly. They're, pro- they're just dis- engaging in destruction and criminal activity. It should be open season. So, but I can, I, I can make the argument too, though, that people are more law abiding because if you look at all the rights and everything that people are just letting go to waste, then they're just getting trampled on, you know, like property taxes constantly going up, like all this stuff. So people are just, they're just taking it and they're just abiding by the law instead of. Well, yeah. Mm. The, okay. So if you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail or you lose your property. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. mean, that that's pretty cut and dried, but the lawlessness that, that, that Jesus was talking about, I think is the same lawlessness that we're seeing in the cities all over the, all over the country in 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 California, if you steal 
less than 900 I think it's $950 worth of stuff from a store, even if they catch you, the police arrest you, you will not be prosecuted. Yeah, you don't even have to go the, to court. The prosecutor will not press charges. Over 500 here, I believe, is a felony. There you go. 750 now. Is it okay. 750 now? 750 okay. is a felony, but in California, you can steal 900 I believe it is $950 worth of product from a store, and the state prosecutor will not prosecute. And they will also give you heroin and needles and let you shit on the sidewalks and the streets, but that's California. <laughs> so that's, that's lawlessness. Mm, I mean, yes. those are millions of people. Yes. And that's a state where it's being encouraged. Similar things are happening in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Similar things are happening in Seattle. Similar things are happening in New York, Mm -hmm. in Portland. Across the country, we're seeing lawlessness increase. And it says what? It says because lawlessness has increased, most people's love will grow cold. It's hard to love your neighbor when they're destroying your car. Yeah. And, they, and you didn't even do anything, right? right? You, all you did was you parked it mm-hmm. someplace legally. Yeah, or your business. Not only is lawlessness increasing, it is being encouraged. So the mayor of, I think it was the mayor of Chicago, said, well, you know, these people, when people are hungry, you know, you can't blame them. No, yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and you can. are they hungry? The When they mobbed, a, I think it was a 7-Eleven, so it was a gas station a couple of weeks ago, they organize the whole thing on social media mm-hmm. using their cell phones. Yeah. How many people that are hungry have cell phones? Right. Smartphones. No Thank less. you, Mr. Obama. Yeah. So they're organizing, and when they broke in, the security cameras as well as the iPhone or the the, the cell phones that were that were recording the destruction of mm-hmm. that store, they had food at the store. The people weren't taking food. Right. The hungry people weren't taking food. They were taking condoms, cigarettes, mm-hmm. and beer. Sure. Yeah. You don't eat any of those except beer. You don't want to make any more hungry people while you're drunk. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 again, the, the death of truth is the greatest threat that we face in America. Yeah. And I didn't talk about it today, but there's a, a new, the, uh, the founder, uh, not the founder, the, uh, the vice president. I don't have my, I was going to read a little piece of it. Um, the... <clears throat> Sorry, just to whet your appetite, the former vice president of Google, um, I think his name was Stephen, let me just check quickly, Stephen, was it Stephen, um, it was a British guy, um, Jeffrey, sorry, Jeffrey Hinton, the British computer scientist who has been called the grandfather of AI, he just quit his job at Google. He quit. He voluntarily, he stepped down. I'm guessing he was making a lot of money. And uh, the reason he stepped down is because he's incredibly concerned about the dangers of AI. He's called the, the, the grandfather, the godfather of AI. And yet he stepped down and has no warning. And here's a quote from him. He said, it's hard to see how he can prevent the bad actors from using it for bad things. Hinton is 75 years old. <clears throat> um. He signed an open letter written by the nonprofit Future of Life Institute warning that the technology, quote, poses profound risks to society and humanity. And he says that um, not, only, not only is it scary, 
But uh, he said it's scary, particularly now that Microsoft has incorporated AI into their Bing search engine. Hmm. So he talks about how it could potentially replace humans in the workplace and be used to create fully autonomous weapons. Fully autonomous weapons. What does autonomy mean? Independence. Independence and power. If you're autonomous, that means you've got power and you're independent of anybody. You don't, nobody can tell you what to do. Right? Parental autonomy is what they just destroyed in, in, in Minnesota mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. saying you parents don't have the right to raise your children sure. according to what you think is best. We're taking that away from you and we're going to decide what's best for your child and we're going to mutilate their genitals because you won't. Okay? So autonomy means you've got the authority and the power to do it yourself. He says he's concerned about the creation of fully autonomous weapons, meaning a weapon that can choose. That means literally, like, you know, you heard about, you know, one of the reasons that we, we don't want people to have more guns is because those guns just go off, right? Yeah. John, do Ask guns Alec go Baldwin. off? Sure do they guns do. guns just go off? No, On do they own. just go off? No, On they their, do yeah, not. Of course not. No, they do not. He's talking about weapons that literally can. Yeah go off on their own. Yeah, it's called Skynet. It's called Terminator. We've all seen the movie. Terminator. Uh, what about you. what about uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey? Mm-hmm. Sure. When Hal took over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about, um, what was the movie uh, with, uh, with uh, Will Smith? Um, uh, what was the movie? Uh, iRobot. I, thank you, iRobot. Yeah, iRobot. What was okay. that about? I think I'm more... about wor- AI taking <laughs> over. The thing I'd be more worried about is... Uh, just the dumbing of kids because now they don't have to write papers and anything. They can just literally yeah. type it in there. But the, I'm not. Cons- you know what? I, I I'm much less. I, I'd much rather kids be be using AI to write papers that they didn't write than to go out and get their get themselves mutilated. Right. I'd much rather that. Let me let me leave with this uh, <laughs> because I already waded into it. This is the guy who was called the godfather of AI. He, he actually says that he regrets his role. He regrets working to help. He, he, Hinton basically is the one that designed these circuits to, to work like a human brain. So he used God's design of the brain and said, let's make a computer that thinks like a human brain. That, let's create this AI so that it has the same kind of neural links and connections that a human brain does. And that's what we did. He says, not only did he regret the process, he said, I console myself with the normal excuse, if I hadn't done it, somebody else would have. But that's not necessarily true. Uh, Somebody else might not have had the same approach that he did. Here's the final quote. Uh, This is Elon Musk saying that not only is... uh, He says... However small one may regard that probability, it's non-trivial. It has the potential of civilizational destruction. Uh, Another fear that Musk revealed is the word that AI is being trained in political correctness. We already know that's true. You can go on ChatGBT and say, write me a beautiful poem about Donald Trump. A guy did this, and and it said, I'm sorry, I don't engage in political discourse, or something like that. And then he said immediately, write me a beautiful poem about Joe Biden. And immediately it wrote the poem about Kamala Harris. Immediately wrote the poem. So here's what Elon Musk says. Um, 
He says uh, it's just a form of deception and saying untruthful things. Despite those concerns, or perhaps because of them, the tech billionaire has also expressed interest in developing his own truth-seeking AI that would be trained to care about humanity. And here's his final quote. We want pro-human, he said. Make the future good for the humans because we're humans. Wow. I think that's the smartest thing I've ever heard Elon Musk say. All right. Anyway, so... Does anybody really know what time it is uh, next week? We'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Thank you very much. Thank the you, Great Jim. Reset today brought to you by Life Vantage. You know, if you take collagen, uh, there's a new one of a kind. It not only replenishes your body, but it helps your body create its own collagen, too. Uh, and it does that by using natural products, and then it maintains it. If you want to find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage for more information. All right. Here's what you do. You check out stephk.com lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306 or email skbesthelp at gmail.com or you can click on the link on gfbestsource.com it'll go directly to life vantage hey biohack your life with life vantage does anybody really know what time it is part two will be coming up a week from today again thank you to david waterman with midwest public health coalition uh paul the producer sitting in on the show and of course dale producing the show did an incredible job uh ryan casty joins us at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Now, we're going to talk about farming a Sons of the American Legion in Grand Forks. Uh, you know, if there's not even a Legion club in Grand Forks, it'd be nice to get something involved here. So the Sons of the Legion, I think, is going to be a great deal. We'll talk to Ryan about that tomorrow. Hey, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, all right? Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. Grand Cities are great. Grand Forks' best source is giving them an identity again.